Scout is <clears throat> battered, sweaty. He's been knocked around inside his suit. He's exhausted. He looks up at Morgan after Morgan gives his little... When Morgan's done talking, Scout looks up at him. He's like, I know how we're different. Your power, your armor, it's, it comes from ancient superstitions. You're strong, but this isn't that kind of world anymore. You can't last. Not against people like Greenwell. That's why... That's why I joined. I've always known that technology's the future. That the past is going to be erased. And I've... I've got no... No choice. And he looks at the letter. He's like, except... Except I can tell you one thing. Mr. Greenwell is, in some ways, a great man. But he's vain and ambitious. He once said this place was just a, a jumping pad for him, a, a, a springboard. He, he grew up here, but, but he, he'll never be satisfied if he stays. He's not gonna, he's not gonna let what's going on here in Stringersburg stop his career. There's a private airfield outside of the city to the north. I, I don't know this, but I, I guess that's where he's going. He won't go alone though. Not the way things are right now. He'll, he'll take protection and, and he'll bring a, few of his favorite people with him. He he likes to... He likes to have people in his pocket. People who work for him. People like me. He kind of slumps. Morgan takes this lead that contingency has given him and he's planning on following this this small little breadcrumb just because it's one the only lead that he's gotten and like I said this is where kind of contingency has led him he's going to get on the mystical radio and contact Roland Roll I think I found where Greenwell is least a least a good chance he's got some kind of private airport north of the city I'm heading that way right now bud uh, if you can send any backup then it'd be appreciated but if not then uh, uh, I heard that he's got some quite a few guys he's got uh, cornered to help him out keep him safe 
So this is the real deal. This is the this is the real shit if it's gonna happen. So otherwise Greenwald might be bugging out of town. So it's been real, man. And uh we'll uh hopefully see you on the other side. So he's going to with all haste head that way kind of let contingency lead him he'll uh, grab a car steal a car whatever he's got to do to to get there the quickest uh, hijack a cease unit or whatever use the jetpack to get there um and also i thought about this just as an aesthetic why the hell not when he's on the way out of scott's lab he's gonna look over to a table and see a pair of strange escrima sticks uh, you know fighting batons of some sort can grab those and look at scott and just be like ah Dick move, but I'm taking these, man. Uh, I don't know. They look cool. So, sorry, I guess. He's gonna walk out and uh, head towards where he thinks Greenwell is. A few blocks from Scott's house, back in the somewhat urban area of Stringersburg, Morgan encounters a scene of violence, the aftermath of some sort of fight with a couple of cars smashed together, some broken bottles and bloodstains on the sidewalk, a vector tactical throwing knife embedded in the storefront of a bagel place. And sitting with its driver's side door open and the key still in the ignition, a lime green AMC Gremlin. Now, if you don't know what the Gremlin looks like, you should take a moment to search for it. And if you have access to the, uh, whatever streaming service it's on now, the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee episode with the Gremlin is pretty funny. Anyway, uh, he finds a a gremlin with the keys in the ignition and gas in the tank. Uh, This is easier to find than a downed cease unit. Also, I'm not entirely sure how he would take the jetpack from the suit. I mean, I'm not sure how he would separate that from the suit. Well, I mean, I suppose we've established that he could do that. The question is, like, how would it work after that? And also, how would he fly it? So I'm just going to say he takes this car that seems to be there waiting for him. As if by magic. So he's driving up the road from the streets of the city to a state highway to the interstate heading north. His uh, special radio gets warm, vibrates a little bit. He switches it on. Here's Roland's voice. Hey, listen, pal, I uh, might have sent somebody to keep an eye on you. 
somebody who you can't see but who can see you and everything else. Look, I got spirit contacts. You know that, right? When I say I got little friends, they're like ghosts and whatnot. Okay, anyway, the thing is, one of them just said to me something about a guy following you. Yeah, somebody looking for you. Somebody bad. Uh, They're kind of vague. Uh, They don't see things the way you and I do, but watch your back. There's, There's somebody after you. As far as the Greenwell thing goes, hey, don't sound so defeatist. I mean, you ain't dead yet, so don't make it sound like it's over. I don't know anything about that airport, but... If you get me something on it I can use, even just a picture, maybe, maybe I can use my book to send somebody there, back you up. All right, I'm out. Random bit of info, the AMC Gremlin also had a security feature where you could uh, unlock the trunk from the outside and start it so uh, without keys. So you didn't need this. Uh, Yeah, there's a random factoid for you. Uh, I think, yeah, what Morgan's going to do is, uh, since he gets that that message from Roland, uh, he'll stop on the interstate. I imagine that this section of, of road is probably pretty deserted, um, pretty deserted. It's probably got, you know, either cars pulled over to the side, walking dead style or, or just nothing on it. And he'll just pull the, you know, put the car sideways across the, the double lane or triple lane or whatever, and then get out and just sit on the roof and wait for the person. Cause he doesn't want, he doesn't want to get uh, ambushed from the back, uh, knowing what it is. Um, and depending on how this fight goes, uh, whoever it is, or if it is a fight, um, I guess he, you know, he doesn't have anywhere to, to hide or anything. And I guess he's not even going to worry about that at this point. And he has a feeling that it might be the dude who almost killed him before. Uh, he'll just try to close distance as quickly as possible. Actually, he's not going to park the gremlin across he's going to turn it the opposite direction and maybe play a little bit of chicken and do a acrobatic exit uh if the cars collide i'll let you kind of narrate that but yeah he wants to close distance quickly and if he survives this fight and gets to the the private airport Uh, Before he does anything, he'll take a picture with his cell phone and either send it to Roland or Bianca um, or both, uh, just so Roland has like a a reference for it. I like the gremlin fact. So we could even, you know, retcon that a bit and just say, like, there was no key in it, but Morgan knows enough about shitty old cars that he would know you could get into a gremlin that way. Because it seems like maybe a gremlin is a kind of car that he would have owned at one point or driven. So 
when he hears the news that there's someone coming after him, he does get a little tingle. Something does tell him that his previous attacker is coming back to finish the job. Morgan turns the car around and it's five, six minutes before he sees another car speeding toward him, weaving in and out of the other abandoned cars that are on the roadway. It's an old Jeep 4x4 and he can quickly tell that it's being driven by that it's being driven by his attacker his old attacker from a few days ago or like yesterday I don't even remember it becomes clear enough that the same type of person is attacking him because shots start to come from the car as it gets closer Morgan's able to avoid taking any damage himself. The gremlin gets shot up, and by the time he makes his acrobatic escape from it, it's undrivable, really. It's not going to be able to be of any use except as sort of a, a dumb missile. As it turns out, the other guy had a very similar idea, except... His included packing the 4x4 with explosives. So the two cars slam into each other. He sees an armored figure go out the window, and then there's a loud, low whump and a shockwave as he watches the explosion spread from the 4x4 to the gremlin and then out across the road. He catches heat from it and a powerful concussive force he's mostly able to roll with it the suit takes most of it the other guy seems a little worse for the wear his armor is sophisticated but it's mundane so Morgan's able to close the distance and disarm his his gun before they get into it So he notices some details about this guy this time. Stenciled on his armored uh, chest plate right above the heart in red are the letters EOB. He notices that the guy's arm guards leave a little space between wrist and strap because the guy pulls a concealed knife and stabs him with it. He notices a few moves in, he can tell that the enemy's combat style is pure military hand-to-hand training. This is something Morgan hasn't really had the opportunity to study, but it seems clear enough that it's designed to quickly disable or kill. And since Morgan's armor makes that not really possible, the style suffers. Still, they have a knockdown, drag out fight. At one point, the other guy gets him in a a full mount just through dumb luck. He gets him in a in a full mount and 
start as he's wailing away, or he raises a he raises a fist to start pounding him, and with each blow he he punctuates the sentence. He's like, "I always finish the job." But this sort of thing is really a mistake, it turns out. Morgan is just letting him wear himself out. None of those hits really deals much damage. So he's putting a lot of sweat and effort into this fight, and it goes a long time because his enemy is well-trained and armored. But after he gets the knife out of his hand... The fight really just goes to him. He knocks the guy out with repeated blows to the skull. Um, the guy has some sort of like gorget on, so it's hard to get him in a choke. So Morgan just punches him out. There's a cut in his side. His armor is like slowly knitting itself up to cover the, the patch where he was stabbed. And when he looks out across the, the field on either side of the road, it's just a big open grass field at this point. He sees a couple of shiny red objects and is able to walk over and retrieve the fighting sticks that he took from Red Empowered Scout. So now he has no choice but to continue on foot to the private airfield. Um, and once he gets there, he sends the pictures to... Well, okay, hold on. He's... Okay, let me just ask you two questions, and then uh, we'll proceed from there. Uh, okay, so what does he do with this guy who is unconscious, and uh, how does he want to... Does he actually want to proceed on foot toward the airfield now that the car he has is blown up? Is he going to backtrack a bit and try and get another one going? Like, um, yeah. So what does he do with his uh, prisoner here and um, or fallen foe? I don't know. What does he do with the EOB guy? And uh, is he going to continue on to the airfield? If so, how? Morgan is going to truss up the guy and just put him on like the shoulder of the road. He's going to reverse hog time. Um, If the guy's got any like paracord or zip ties or anything like that, if not because vector tactical, I know that's some strong manship, but uh, figures maybe Greenwell's tied in with that as well. If not, um, he'd probably like take, the guy's knife or whatever and cut his pants into strips and then just tie him there and leave him on the side of the road. Um, he would take that time and he would take the time it needed to backtrack if necessary and, and find a usable car, um, to allow the suit to stitch him back up because I think Morgan's smart enough to know that there's no way he'd be back on his feet if it wasn't for the suit to some extent uh, after the beating he took a couple of days ago. 
So, yeah, that's the plan. Tie guy up best he can. Find car, uh, you know, this period of time to, to, to heal him back up. He also doesn't want to get to the fight exhausted or, or tired or anything. So, yeah, he wants to try to find a ride. And yeah, he'll, like I said, he'll stop outside, take pictures, let Roland know, um, send him a message on, on the magical radio beforehand and to let him know that he sent it just in case the, the phone's acting weird. And he'll, uh, he'd probably stop the cars like soon as he kind of found the, the spot and try to sneak in as stealthily but quickly as possible um looking out for all these guys that greenwell either has blackmailed or in his pocket in some way 